Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today we are talking with our friends from the Mid-Minnesota Women's Center. And today our guests include Shannon Wusso, who is the executive director, and Vicki Floor, the programs manager. And ladies, first of all, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks for having yes, us. Yes, thank you. Always good to be here. Well, let's let's start with uh, reminding our listeners that, A, you're still open, and B, you're still providing those services. That's right. We've actually, we have not closed either one of our programs. So the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center and the shelter have stayed open ever since all of this is going on. Um, Of course, we navigate some of those challenges and take them as they come, but definitely happy to report that the people that are needing us during, you know, significant times of need that we're able to be there for them. Are you guys finding the need is greater right now during COVID? So we did. We've actually just completed our wonderful annual report time for the state of Minnesota. Uh-huh. <laughs> all of our stats and all of that have been compiled and accepted. And we knew that there was an increase just based on um, just how busy we've been. But the actual increase is um, our shelter provided services this year to um, 410 men, women, children, and pets, which is a 45% increase over 2019. Wow. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yep. And our residential services, um, those we provided services to five thousand five hundred and twenty-two people, which is a fifteen percent increase over last year. And then at the same oh center, um, we provided services to one thousand eight hundred sixty individuals, and of those, um, five hundred and sixty-four of them were children, and that's a twenty-seven percent increase. So there has been a significant increase on all fronts for what it is that we do. I'm I'm saddened to hear that. I'm also not surprised. Right. I, I think we've all read the articles. Uh, uh, it, it's a tough time for everybody, and some families really struggle that had never been in this position before with loss mm-hmm. of work and, and, like you say, trying to juggle kids at home with distance learning, and there's so many reasons that uh, people are, if you will, acting out and lashing out, and unfortunately... I- um, it's from stress. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, so if you think about it, just all of the added stress that is um, present in households that didn't have violence, you know, there, I mean, that's there for all of us. We all see it and experience it. So then when you have, you know, you add on that, um, that violence and aggression component that just compounds the issue even more. Man, well, we those th- numbers are astonishing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're so grateful that you are there to help these families, yeah. children, and people kind of work their way through this tough, tough time. Um, yeah, and we think that it's so, you know, we're doing our best that we can to stay positive, encourage people to, you know, be kind to other humans. And just like Shannon said, right now, everybody is experiencing some kind of, you know, mean atmosphere, and it's been a challenge. But we're here, and we have no intentions of closing um, because people do need us. And so, um, you know, that's a, a positive thing. And, you know, and on top of that, we're doing what we can to make sure that we're social distancing, that we are, you know, hand sanitizing, that we're, you know, following all of the recommendations by MBH and CDC and our governor um, and everyone else that says, hey, this is a recommendation we we would suggest. And so, you know, we have we have that to kind of finagle through, which, you know, we are doing. So 
yeah, it's been a challenge, but we're here and we're here for that challenge in the long run. So, yeah, you know, I'll ask a quick question and I, I don't know if this is true, but do the holidays pose a bit of a problem as well because of the stress around the holidays? They do. Um, for the people that are coming to us for services, I mean, if you think about it, um, thankfully, there's a lot of us that haven't had to choose between the safety of ourselves or our children or waking up in a home where we're comfortable and familiar. You know, I mean, so that's just, I mean, that's stress. And then when you bring in financial issues or just the, the feelings that are surrounding um, a parent not being able to provide holidays or Christmas gifts for their children during a time when it's supposed to be happy and we're celebrating and it's beautiful outside, you know, it just, um, it just adds to it. Yeah. Now, um, is there ways that our listeners can still help you uh, in this time uh, in terms of either a volunteer service or monetary service? So there is. We have a, a few things that we're doing right now. Um, Give to the Max, um, you know, is on and it's for everyone, you know, right now. So our day is tomorrow um, for the 24-hour period, which we're super excited about. We have a running match going on right now, right, Shannon? Yeah, I love them, right? We do. So the Brainerd Service League offered a $2,250 match for our campaign this year, which is amazing. And then also um, the Brainerd VFW post 1647 offered a $500 match. So basically when people donate to us from home, um, it can have a double or triple impact on what it is that we're able to do. That's awesome. It is. So, so, so about that. And then we also have the, uh, and they can go to our Facebook page um, and there's a link on there as well for the Give to the Max, or you can go to the Give to the Max site, and then you can Google Mid-Minnesota Women's Center um, and find us that way too. And then other ways um, families can do Adopt-A-Family, um, mm. our Adopt-A-Family program, we have that too. Um, otherwise, people can give monetary money um, or if Tess, if you wanted to give, you know, a fire truck and drop it off at the shelter for us to put into a kid's, you know, a family's um, gifts, we would do that too. So cool. there's lots of different ways right now that um, people are able to help with things and financially. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the Adopt-A-Family program. How does that work? Sure. Well, each year, what we do is we reach out to families who've received residential services from our program at the shelter um, at all throughout that calendar year and just check in with them and check and see, you know, how are you doing? How are things going for you and your family? Is there anything that you're needing from us? And if somebody requests assistance for or holiday assistance, then what we will do is ask them to kind of write out um, holiday lists of what it is like they would like or their children would like or what they need. Um so far, we've got 126 families who have asked for assistance from our shelter. Wow. Um, and But the cool thing about it is, even as the number of requests increase each year, every single year, we've been able to meet that need. And that is because of our community. Absolutely. Um, it, and it seems like sometimes we sit back and we're like, oh my gosh, are we going to be able to make that this year? The numbers keep coming in. People keep asking for the assistance. And every single year, we've met that that's huge of what, what people are willing to do. Um, and there's so many ways to do it just based off of people's own comfort levels. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could, like Vicki said, you can drop off toys. Um, and oftentimes the requests are very basic. 
you know, things that maybe um, we you know, take for granted. Yeah. That we have pots and pans to yep. cook in. Yep. Or towels, um, yeah. bedding, just different things like that. Um, so those can be used. Um, also, we have um, multiple businesses in the area have offered to put up Christmas trees for us to put some of these gift tags at. Cool. So can be found at the Baxter Cafe and Catering, Local Express, um, Roundhouse Brewery, and the Westgate Mall. So they're pulling together and doing what they can to help us get that word out with their customers. Um, and then we also have options where um, we have an Amazon wish list, and we also have a wish list that's on domesticshelters.org, where people can purchase something there and have it shipped directly to us. So there's no context. So, I mean, truly, we are willing to do whatever we can and, you know, Meet our clients where they need us, but meet our supporters where they would prefer to have us too. It's whatever whatever we can, we are going to do. And Shannon, are you guys using, um, are you guys taking just new items? I know at the beginning of this, it was just new. Is that still kind of the way to do it? Or can people donate things that are gently used and they're not using anymore? So it's it's been tricky because we don't have volunteers who usually do a lot of the sorting, a lot of the folding. Um, do, we're doing that for us. Plus, there's obviously the concern about the virus. So, um, but COVID-19 hasn't made the needs go away for the people that are coming to us for services. So what we've kind of done is tighten that up a bit where before we virtually accepted anything that people were willing to donate to us. But right now, we are asking that people not donate to us if they are sick or if anybody else in their house isn't feeling well. We're asking that the items be clean. Um, and then we're asking if they would just be willing to quarantine them at home, you know, whether it's in a storage bin or garbage bags or, you know, to seal those off before bringing them in. And then to just call us ahead of time to make sure that we have staff available um, and, you know, they can ask for Vicki or me and we can kind of walk through that. Um, but, I mean, people want to give and they want to help. And yeah. we have residents that have needs. So I don't, I don't think a lot of us maybe anticipated this lasting as long as it has. Mm-hmm. Um so there's certainly a need, but we just have more steps that we have to follow to make sure that everybody's safe. And then what we're doing for that is when somebody wants to drop something off, we just ask for them to ring the buzzer and just say, hey, um, I spoke with Vicki yesterday. She told me I could drop these off. And then that person doesn't have to enter the building. They don't have to go through a health screening process or all of that sure. stuff. So, And then we'll mail them a receipt, yeah. you know. Yeah, very good. Hey, uh, one more thing on the adopt a family. Uh, it, it, does that program run then through those tree locations, or can we sign up on the website because we want to help? How does that work? So you, your best bet would be depending upon how it is that you want to participate. I would suggest contacting Christina Flugi, and she's our lead domestic violence advocate. Um, her phone number is four five four three zero nine five. And people can just contact her. And some people maybe want to adopt an entire family. Some people maybe want to help, but they're financially stretched thin right now, too. So could they just drop off a single toy? Absolutely. So whatever it is that an individual is looking at doing, we can make happen. Very good. Uh, any other needs uh, that we should be aware of right now? Um, some wrapping paper. Uh-huh. And- <laughs> yep. Uh, we, we, have a lot of, we have a lot of wrapping to do. So typically... Um, you know, we have volunteers who do this and we don't. And so wrapping paper and tape and bows, I would say um, right now would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And then other than that, just the basics, you know, things like toilet paper, sanitation wipes, yep. um, uh, paper towels, shampoo and conditioner, all of that stuff is always needed and can be used. Very good. 
So what you're saying too, then if people are going to like, if I were to come and drop off that fire truck, you want the items unwrapped. Is that correct? So you guys can see what they are. Ahead yep. And then right. that okay. we can match it up to um, a Christmas list that we have for somebody. Perfect. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, uh, it sounds like you're staying uh, very, very busy. We thank you for what you're doing here in the community. Yeah. And I know our listeners are very generous, so I hope that they will step up and help with those needs. And if they want to, uh, again, adopt a family, call Christina at 454-3095. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody, I mean, we've gotten creative, too, with um, volunteers. There are people that really want to support us, but it's just not safe necessarily within the building. So there's some certain things that people can maybe do from home. And then they can contact um, our volunteer coordinator, Lenora, at 537-0588. And they can get creative and figure something out for people to do that way, too. Very good. Awesome. All right. Well, and again, a last thing to remind everybody, give to the max. Uh, I went to the website, givemn.org today, and it said early giving has begun. So I think people can start donating even now as we speak. Uh, we, <laughs> and look, again, the, you've got some matching dollars. So there are some great reasons to give to the Mid-Minnesota Women's Center and the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having us. And we just um, typically, we're able to tell our supporters thank you when we do presentations or out in the community. We haven't been able to do that. So we just want to know, want everybody in our community to know that we greatly appreciate what they're doing to support us, whether it's a cash donation or calling to check on the staff to see how they're doing and telling them that, you know, they're in their thoughts and then keep plugging away and keep doing what you're doing. Like those sort of calls always seem to come at the exact right time when they're needed. So we just we want to appreciate them and thank you. Very good. Ladies, thanks again for what you're doing in the community. You stay safe and have uh, happy holidays. Thank you. You too. Thanks, ladies. Our guests today from the Mid-Minnesota Women's Center and the Alex and Brandon Child Safety Center, Shannon Wusso is the executive director. Vicki Floor is the programs manager. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our community focus programs can be found anytime. Just go to our website, 1067wjjy.com. You can also find our community focus programs on our free downloadable app, and that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.